Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. Uh, so many times when we bring patients in, whether they're a new patient, whether they're a limited exam, no matter what we're doing, we're in a rush, 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 rush. We're in a hurry. And really, we just need to slow down and hear the patient. We've been misled to believe that dentistry, more specifically the dental business, has to be complicated. Dentistry can be simple and dentistry should be simple. All right, everybody, welcome back to Dentistry Made Simple. I'm your host, T-Bone, and I'm joined by Meredith Cooper-Jones. Listen, this week we're going to talk about something probably a little bit different. You know, over time, everybody's always talking about Apple and Starbucks and all of this stuff. But the truth is, our practices are never going to be like Apple or Starbucks or something like that. We're probably going to be more like Chick-fil-A. And Chick-fil-A has a model that they use called the herd model uh, to help provide and deliver great customer experience. So this week, we're going to talk about using the Chick-fil-A herd model and how we've adapted it to dentistry to help treat our patients. But before we get into that, let's give Meredith some time to read a review and talk a little about our upcoming courses. Hi, everyone. I have a uh, 3D Dentist Google review this week from Dr. Julia Snyder. Could not be happier with choosing 3D Dentist for my implant training. I have completed other courses and returned home without an implementation strategy. This course is different. The instructors, the support, the clinical teams, the retreat, the food, everything was amazing. I truly felt like they actually cared about my learning and my success. I would strongly encourage anyone who's thinking about implementing implants into your practice to attend this course. And stay at the retreat. Don't stay at the hotel. You will get so much more out of your week by staying at the retreat and conversing with other dentists outside of the clinic setting. I truly could not be more thankful that I found this course and this group. So if you are interested in implementing implants into your practice, our digital implant continuum tooth replacement therapy is offered in two sessions or what we think is best is an express week-long version. You come in Sunday, stay at the retreat, spend time with our instructors, mentors, and other um, attendees. You, we have the course Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at the training center. This is lecture, hands-on, and then Thursday, Friday, and Saturday are at our new nonprofit where we do live patients, and we provide the patients for you for this training. So let's get into today's episode. Um, Before we talk about how we've kind of adapted the herd model to dentistry, I'll kind of review what the herd model is. So, or how we've adapted it to uh, dentistry. It is a guest recovery system that Chick-fil-A has been widely known to use. So for our herd model for treating limited patients, we H, hear the patients. And then for E, we evaluate what's going on. 
A, we apologize that this is happening. R, we want to resolve what is happening. And then D, delight the patient. So T-Bone, let's get into um, kind of the herd model and how you break down each of those for us. Yeah, so let's, uh, let's start with H, which is hear the patient. Uh, so many times when we bring patients in, whether they're a new patient, whether they're a limited exam, no matter what we're doing, we're in a rush, 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 rush. We're in a hurry. And really, we just need to slow down and hear the patient. Well, I don't. I think we also don't listen. Yeah, we tell them what we see. Yeah. We don't listen to, well, this is what's bothering me. This is what yeah. hurts or this is why I came. We just say, we took an x-ray and this is what we see. Yeah. And we, we don't even stop to listen on what the patient yeah. wants. Part of hearing a patient is also listening to the patient. You can't hear somebody if you're not listening to them. And, and really, sometimes you just got to ask them a simple question. What brings you in today? Is there what specific can we address for you today? Something so simple as that allows you to hear the patient. Now, when you're hearing the patient, I want to give you some tips here. I want you to be look, listening for a, what, what I call what, what's called the fit issue. In other words, what's going on in their life that would prevent them from making this happen? Kids in college can't get time off work, working two jobs and couldn't come in. All these things are signs and clues about what's going on. I want you to kind of listen for the time, fear, and money. You know, what, what, what about their time is important? What about the fear did they talk about? What about the money may they talk about? These are the things that we're trying to listen to and hear from our patients, not just exactly what they're looking to accomplish, but also kind of the clues that will prevent them or that you need to know about to help address any objections they have. So that's kind of my take on the H part of it about hearing our patients. And then for the E, we want to evaluate what's going on. Yeah. So, you know, this is kind of like doing a diagnosis, yeah. you know. And it gives us the chance to talk. Yeah. Finally, and, it's our turn at that point. Yeah, and then that's when you get permission. I always yeah. say, you know, you always, should always get permission before you look in somebody's mouth. And that would be, would, would Meredith, would it be okay if I lean you back to take a look at what's going on? And, and something so simple as that, because they're going to say yes to that. And that's your permission to now evaluate what's going on. And that's where I'm going to look in. And a lot of times I'll tell the patient, Mrs. Jones, don't, don't get worried. But I'm going to call out some technical terms. I'm going to sit you back up and then I'll go over this in, in simple in simple language uh, so that way I can do all my technical talking to my assistant or hygienist or whoever's in the room with me and so we'll lean back and I'll walk through things and I'm very strategic in the things I say to the patient oh I'm noticing a crack on this tooth and this crack could be a cause of this or this blah 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 and we kind of have this conversation between me and the assistant and then I'll always uh, give the uh, ask permission uh, Mr. Jones I'd like to sit you back up and kind of review what I've talked about you know what I found and that's evaluating the patient and part of the evaluation also and this is a little bit more next level for some of us would be differentiating the patient between minor treatment care and complex or complete care dentistry. And, and Paul Homley talks about this as left-sided dentistry versus right-sided dentistry. I like to refer to it as minor care versus more complete complex care. And sometimes your patients need complex care, but they're only ready for minor care. Sometimes your patients come in because a minor care issue happened, but they may be interested in complex care. And this is where you have to have the nuance of communication to give them a choice, to offer them that choice to evaluate and deal with this, this one thing, or would this be an opportunity for us to evaluate the bigger picture of what's going on and then accept whatever the patient has to say about that and kind of move from there. So that's, that's my take on the evaluation part of the herd model. 
And before we get into the A, which is apologizing that this is happening, you're building rapport with the patient. And so when you do apologize to the patient, they are, you know, they feel that you're sympathizing for them and that you're really there for them and kind of like their patient advocate. Yeah. I think the other benefit of apologizing to the patient is also not taking ownership of yourself. You didn't cause this. You know, Mrs. Jones, I'm sorry that this is happening to you today. I'm sorry that, you know, I joke when I say some of these things. I'm sorry you waited two weeks to come in, you know, with this toothache. You know? <laughs> or we told you about this six months yeah. ago. <laughs> you know, you might not want to say those things, no. but, but, no. but, you know, we, we do want to apologize. And that's an opportunity to gain empathy with the patient and to let them know that they've been heard and that, uh, that you, do feel, you do feel bad for them. Uh, so to me, it's always important to apologize that this is happening, uh, you know, and, but not apologize for what you have to do to them. There's a difference, okay? I never want to apologize for what I have to do to them, okay? Because I didn't cause the condition that requires the dentistry that needs to be done. I want to apologize that this is happening to them right now, especially if I know their fit issue as time or money or fear or any of those things. You know, we want to build that apology using that hot button of time, fear, or money. So now we have heard the patient we have evaluated what is going on. We have apologized that this is happening. And so now we want to resolve this um, problem and create a solution. Yeah, so, so resolving is really about the treatment plan, okay? And this is where now you present the patient the choices, okay? You know, and, and I'll, I'll use a simple, simple example, okay? Uh, so to me, I call it layering, layering in case acceptance communication. And that's the layering to me is instead of telling the patient, you know, let me give you an example, okay? Meredith comes in with tooth number 19 broken down. It's broken pretty bad, got a pretty big decay, but the tooth could be saved with tooth we extracted. A lot of, a lot of team members or dentists would walk to Meredith and say, Meredith, um, you have this tooth on the bottom left hand. Actually, they say tooth number 19 has a large cavity. You can choose to save the tooth or take the tooth out. If we save the tooth, we'll have to do this. If we take the tooth out, we'll do this. Which do you prefer? You know, and, and, and the patient's just overly, utterly confused, right? Okay, I have no idea what any of that means. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to cost, how I'm going to feel. Yeah. I have no idea. So instead, layer the conversation with the patient. In other words, Meredith, the first thing I'd like to ask you is, if this tooth can be saved, would you prefer to save the tooth or not save the tooth? Save the tooth. Great. Wonderful. In looking at your tooth, I do believe that this tooth can be saved. And what it would require is X, Y, Z. Okay, and, and so layer that conversation so you get uh, like a decision tree in the communication process. This works especially well in limited exams who are working in one area, but also works well when I do full arch consults. You know, Mrs. Jones, unfortunately, we all, you know, I apologize that we're going to be losing your teeth now. Okay, it's time. It's okay, as long as you're going to give me pretty new ones. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and the first question we have to ask Mrs. Jones is, when we lose these teeth, do you want to replace them with anything? Meredith? Yes. Great. M Mrs. Jones, I'm glad to hear that. Okay. You're literally Mrs. Jones. Yeah, I know. That's how I've been responding. <laughs> Mrs. Jones, I'm glad to hear that. When we look at replacing teeth, there's really two choices. Choice number one is something that comes in and out of your mouth, a traditional denture. That's not something we make in our office, but we work with a wonderful dentist in Rocky Mount who can do that for you. Choice number two, what we do in our practice, what we're especially known for, is making teeth that stay in the mouth using dental implants. I think we I would like that. Okay, wonderful. And that kind of keeps the conversation going. So we're layering in the answer step by step by step. So that's part of resolving the issue. That's treatment planning with communication where we're just not spitting out our plan for the patient, but we're working them through, we're helping them resolve and come up with an answer 
for their, for their condition. So for our herd model, we have heard the patient, evaluated what's going on, apologized this has happened, and resolved the issue. So for the last thing we want to do is, for the overall experience, is we want to delight them. Yeah, that's like getting the ice cream cone at the end of your yeah. meal. You Which know? is a little hard to do when somebody's in pain. Yeah, so, so delight to me is about always addressing the chief complaint. You know Why they came. You know, if they came in for one thing and you notice something bigger, don't focus on the periodontal disease when they got a broken front tooth. Focus on delight the patient by coming up with a solution for that front tooth and then reinforcing the need for the periodontal treatment in this case. You know, what is And this is also where, you know, I want to kind of plant a seed for you. And that seed is our job as dentists and clinical team members is to get through the resolve part of this. And then I like to be able to turn it over to my treatment coordinator to go over the treatment finances, to go over the scheduling, the timing, and all of these things. So that to me is the delight part, is a customer advocate, a patient advocate. And that's really what a treatment coordinator is. And too often, I think, for practices that are trying to do more broad dentistry, more very specific type of dentistry, no longer does the model work that you can take somebody up front and let your front office team do it. You need to start moving to a model where we have a dedicated treatment coordinator. Uh, and, and there's uh, so many benefits to doing that. And, and also delighting the patient is the overall experience. You know, and to me, I'm almost always willing to start treatment today. I didn't say complete treatment today, start treatment today. Let's say the tooth needs root canal and crown. You know what, and the schedule doesn't allow. I'll get them numb and start a pulpotomy. Start the root canal. We don't bill for the pulpotomy. We go ahead and start billing for the entire procedure so the patient comes back. Now, if they can't say they can't do it all, they can't commit to doing the root canal and crown, then we politely say, unfortunately, there's not much we can do to help you at this point in time. So that's part of delighting the patient is getting started that same day. So that is the... Um the herd model that we have adapted in dentistry to treating limited patients like Chick-fil-A treats their customers. And we use this um, mostly for limited patients, but it could be used for um, hygiene patients as well. Absolutely. So last thing I want to give you a little sales pitch. I apologize. Um, If your practice is overly busy and you're looking to slow down your practice, get control of it, do more of the dentistry you want to do, take more time off, be more productive, make more money, I'd highly encourage you to engage with 3D Dentists for the 3D Mastermind. It's by me and Sully Sullivan, a dentist in Nashville, and we work with you for six months and then ongoing coaching is available where we help you design the practice built around the way we're running our practices so that you can do more of the dentistry you want, have more flexibility and freedom in your schedule, and uh, be able to take more time off. So if you're interested in that, get with Meredith, set up a strategy call, and let's see you at the upcoming 3D Mastermind. Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. 
That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode. 